Welcome to the Serie A Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another preview episode of the Serie A Show, sponsored by Match Edge. If you want to get the absolute best in football betting tips and get access to the six big European leagues for the price of £8.50 per month, you can go to thecityashow.com to learn more. Match Edge has over 90% accuracy in all of their betting tips throughout all of the big leagues. And again, if you want to learn more, if you want to win more money, start winning more bets, you can go to thecityashow.com to learn more. And Chloe, in our previous preview episode, in the tips that Match Edge gave, 100%, yeah? Yeah, they um, they actually made four predictions for last week for Syria. Um, Juve, Spal, Sampdoria, Inter, Sassuolo, Atalanta, and Napoli, Brescia. And every single tip they made for those four matches were 100% correct. So, um, you know, if you'd have if you'd have bet on those, you you would have um, had a decent outcome, especially if it was an accumulator. TheCityAshow.com if you would like to learn more about Match Edge. And again, if you bet on football, uh, this will pay for itself because over 90% accuracy, you're going to win more bets, you're going to win more money. So again, TheCityAshow.com. So Chloe, we are going to preview three matches for this match day. However, the, the big one that undoubtedly most people will be interested in watching, Inter Juve, uh, match Edge stayed away from that one just because big matches are typically unpredictable. But I still want to go over it because it, it's it's an interesting match. You have Inter who are just in, in the league at least, sensational form. They're getting great results. Now, performance-wise, they're, they're not exactly uh, lighting the world on fire, but they're still getting the results. Meanwhile, Juve, we were worried about them a bit early on in the league. They, they were adapted. Uh, still adapting to Sarri, and they are still two points behind Inter in the table. But they looked good in the Champions League, whereas Inter, they looked good for about an hour before they were unable to get the result against Barcelona, who hit them back for two goals in the second half. So what do you make of this one? Again, we're, we're not match-etched into a prediction, but just from our standpoint, what what's your feelings for this one? Um, well, first of all, I can't wait to watch it because I think yes. that it will be a really, really interesting game, how the two coaches approach it, um, especially with both sides having uh, a new manager. And, um, you know, Inter, as I think Nima said in one of the previous episodes that Inter are becoming a bit like Juve. Well, um, to to keep winning, certainly in the league, and not playing particularly brilliant football or um, not wowing everybody that's watching them it is is a bit like um, how Allegri's Juve were last mm. season um, and I think that obviously at the moment uh, Sari is still still getting his system just right at Juve and that and that means that they might not necessarily win every week so it's a really interesting matchup especially because um, it turns it on its head a little bit because Inter have won every game. Um, that Juve um, and maybe not coming into this match quite as much the favourites as they normally would be. But you know, in 
in, in actual fact, when we look at it, Juve have won the last eight titles, as we know. So really, they should be the favourites. Um, so from all all those perspectives, especially as Conte is ex-Juve and, and there's a big enough rivalry between the two teams as it is, um, I just think it will be so interesting to see. Um, I mean, for my money, I think that uh, Conte is a man to, to race out of the blocks and and to, to demand the, the wins. And, um, you know, a, a Conte team is always going to start well, in my opinion. Um, but if Sari can... Juve have clearly got a better squad. Um, so if Sari can get his system to click as well later in the season, we don't know how Inter are going to react to defeat in the league yet because they've not lost. Later in the season, if Sari gathers momentum, then... It, you know that they could be unbeatable later on. So it's just really fascinating, and it's so so good to have uh, an actual title race this year between uh, two teams who are who are going at each other hell for leather. Yeah, I, I'm most interested to see how Inter are able to, or whether or not they are able to sort of shake off the result that they got in the Champions League. Now, Antonio Conte, as we all know, I mean, he's not exactly renowned for his uh, results or his, or I should say, lack thereof in the Champions League. <laughs> there, that one that they had against Barcelona, it reminded me so, so much. And it was, and, and I don't mean to turn this into a Roma thing, but it reminded me so, so much when he was at Chelsea and they were facing Roma. Chelsea were up 2-0. to zero, And then Roma ultimately hit them back and they drew level at Stamford Bridge and it, it ended 3-3. Three to three. We can make of what we want of that penalty on Sensi. Opinion seem to be divided on that. Um, I mean, ultimately, in the end, I thought Inter, it was an undeserved loss. Yeah. But do you think that will affect them coming into this one? Because, again, for the better part of an hour, I thought they were far and away the much better side. Far and away. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I agree. Um, I don't know if it was maybe a bit the other way around. I don't know if in the last part of the match that the thought of such a big game coming up against Juve affected them then. Um, mm, good, good thought, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think I think with Conte, he won't let them dwell on that. It'll, it'll be fully um, focused onto the next games. You know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to say because... We haven't seen this inter team lose in the league yet, so we don't really know how they're going to react. Which again just provides even more intrigue into into this fixture. Now, are you at all worried about? Now, listen, Juve again. They they did perform well in the Champions League against Bayer. It was a pretty resounding victory. But we've we've seen that. We talked about how their transfer business in the summer may not have been very prudent. What they're doing at right back is interesting. What they're doing with this 4-3-1-2 slash 4-3-3 that Saturday seems to be mixing between is interesting. How would you prefer them to line up? Because again, they have a huge issue at right back. You either have Cuadrado or I guess you can play Chan there in an emergency. But I'm very curious to see how they prefer to line up because we have this weird thing going on with Dybala playing and he actually does really well. And then in the Champions League, they preferred Bernadeschi in the hole behind Ronaldo and Higuain. Higuain, he looks like he's going to leave. Now he's the number nine who <laughs> Saturday seems to prefer. 
it's a very weird situation. Just from my perspective, it's almost like they should not be doing this well, yet they're still getting all these great results. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only, I've thought about this quite a lot because it, it is a, a very strange thing to see, especially as Sari was so fond of his regular 11 uh, when he was at Napoli. You know, right, to, right. he used them that much that by the end of the season, they were just completely burnt out. And I think that's ultimately why they didn't end up beating Juventus to the title. Um, and it makes me wonder if he's if he's tried to learn a little bit from that and he's, he's trying to um, almost perfect two two systems with one like an a team and a b team almost um at the same time that's the only thing that i can think that he's trying to do i mean I, against inter i'd really like uh, to see ramsey back in the team because i think he's he's done ever so well um obviously um i don't think matuidi and kadira are by any means, the most dynamic midfielders that Juve have. So, you know, I think ditch them against such a strong Inter team, especially as Inter have now got that really good uh, midfield, especially with Sensi in such good form. Um, I'm not keen, I have to say, I'm not keen on the way that Dybala plays now that Ronaldo is there. I think he doesn't hold his position brilliantly and he drifts around. And when Sari is trying to get this really precise way of playing, get getting it going, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't really see how Dybala, he's, he's, to me, he's not disciplined enough to hold that position. And it would be better for him if he, he was playing in his more natural position in a different team altogether. Um, yeah. So, you know, I... I don't know what's happening with Bernadeschi. He seemed to have made a lot of progress uh, after he left Fiorentina. He'd, he'd cut his hair, uh, you know, short instead of a floppy <laughs> head. You know, he just seemed more serious and he, he bulked up a little bit and he seemed really good. And then um, I don't know whether Sari is kind of holding him in reserve because he's trying to develop his role and make him um, into the kind of player that he wants. Because he did, he did mention that Bernadeschi was going to be important in his opening uh, press conference in his introduction. Well, Andy said he put him in the midfield, which I yeah. thought was mo most interesting as all yeah. of all. I mean, he's always played an attack. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him either. So, um, but yeah, I, I personally, I, I don't want to see Dybala. But other than that, just, just go for Juve's strongest eleven and and let's have a really good sort of for us neutrals. Let's have a really good attacking game where where they they attack each other and. Um, and fight for it rather than, you know, playing out for a draw or something boring like that. So who do you think takes the three points? Do you think a draw? Oh, it's so hard to say. It's so hard. I mean, the the, the most astonishing thing to me now, now listen, I, I know Inter haven't had the most taxing of calendars so far in the Serie A. So maybe you could take this with a grain of salt. Nonetheless, I still find it incredibly impressive. They have still conceded only two goals in six matches. I yeah, and he, he does seem to have that back three really well organised. Yes. Um, you know, he, he's he's so used to that system um, that he's he's got them all moving in tandem and covering for each other and, uh, you know, already. So I think, you know... It, it will be it will be difficult for Juve as they are still kind of emerging. Whereas Conte is has got his team set up exactly how he wants it. And I, I think Inter could nick it. I think I think they could, but 
it's too close to call. I just don't know. It's too early to say. Yeah, I, my my feeling for this has always been a one-one draw, but I guess that remains to be seen. Yeah. It's so again, it's so unpredictable. If it ends up Inter win by three, if it ends up Juve win by three, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised because I could see no, anything happening in this one. So there you have it. Neither of us know what to expect or have a feeling as to what will happen. So Match Edge did preview Roma Cagliari, Roma at home. Match Edge says to go with a Roma win at 1.4. They say to go over the one and a half goals at 1.16. And no surprise here, they say to go over the two and a half goals at 1.53. Roma always struggle with Cagliari, especially when they're away. But given that this one is at home, Roma, they're coming off a pretty poor performance in the Europa League. I think they should take this pretty easily. Cagliari was one that I, especially me, I've been quiet because they've made me to look the fool a bit. I talked them up quite a bit in our preseason episode and yeah, they haven't really lived up to it at this point. I would assume that Roma take this without any issue, but maybe you disagree. No, no, I think, I think you're right. Uh, I think, I think Roma, um, are are improving they may have small setbacks like in the Europa League but I do think um again it's another another project that's going to take a little bit of time uh, because Fonseca is brand new to Italian football um and they've got they've got new players and it, it's all got to it's all got to click um but yeah I, I Calorie are a bit strange I I, I feel like they probably, with the players they've got, they probably should be doing a bit better. But, you know, they do they do have Rolando Moran, who was uh, at Chievo for all that time. And, and I guess he's used to just grinding out really mediocre right. results. And, and they've not really got... They, they've got more flair players and, you know, like the likes of Nangolan, um, you know, more attacking players. So maybe it doesn't suit his dour approach. I don't know. It was an undeserved result, but they go out and they beat Napoli. They draw to Verona. They beat Genoa. They beat Parma. They lose by one to Inter, which was actually a lot closer. I, I You can make the argument that should have been a draw, but then they also lose to Brescia to open the season. So you have no idea what to expect from them. They were one who I was extremely impressed by what they did in the summer. They brought in now Robin Olsen, who doesn't set the world on fire. He is a good replacement for Cranio, who's out with the shoulder injury. They bring in Luca Pellegrini from Juve after he moved from Roma. Uh, Rog from Napoli. Nangolan, obviously, from Inter as well. So they had a, a good summer, but part of me, and, and I think I said this almost verbatim in the preview, uh, the season preview episode, but they didn't really reinforce the defense. And you just mentioned Rolando Maran. This is not a guy who is known for his beautiful football, and that's probably putting it lightly. I mean, this guy, as you just said, always grinding out results. If we can be honest, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of this term, but shit housing. Yeah, that is yeah. how Kie- that is how Kievo more or less lived when they were in the top tier for the last de- decade. Yeah. So. I think Roma should pretty easily win this one. Again, I you don't know what to expect from Cagliari. You'll you'll get one thing and then a completely another thing in the next match day. So, yeah, I, I would say this would be a pretty comfortable victory for Roma. Yeah, especially as Roma are, are enjoying attacking and and I suppose Cagliari, if you think about it, they they've been used to sort of 
everyone behind the ball and grinding out these horrible nil-nils. But now he's got more attacking players. I guess he's forced to to try and play a little bit more and that maybe leaves them a bit more vulnerable at the back because he's not used to playing in that way. You know, I, I guess that could be why uh, their results are kind of erratic as well. The final one we're previewing, Torino-Napoli. Match edge, they did not predict a winner for this one, but they did say to go over the one and a half goals at 1.2. I would say that is the safest of all safe bets because Napoli score, Torino like to score. It's an interesting one. You obviously have Mazzari coming up against his former side. You have Napoli. Again, these midweek fixtures, you have no idea how a team is going to enter this next match after not so great performance at the midweek, particularly in a European competition. Uh, Napoli did not look great in the Champions League. They drew 0-0 against Genk. Whereas Torino, they've lost three of their last four matches. Napoli have won three of their last four. I don't know what to expect for this. I would I would assume Napoli win, but Torino is another one. You expect one thing and you get a completely different thing. I mean, the thing I lauded them for, in the preseason at least, was their defense. And yeah, they've, they've scored 10 and they've shipped 10. You, you just would never have expected that after last season. They... They conceded so few goals. I think it was about as many goals as they had games that they conceded or something like that. It, it wasn't a lot at all. And now this. <laughs> it's it's really weird because I can't... I, I'm, I'm looking at their starting formation now. I mean, the only one I see that has really changed from the previous season is Verdi from Napoli. Other than that... The team is the same. The manager is the same. I mean, in defense, the only one they brought in was Lianco, but he was on loan at Bologna, and he was sensational. But Itzo, Inkulu, you would assume this would have been one of the best defenses in all of the city. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, it's actually the opposite case. It's very strange. I, don't, I wonder what's happened over the summer to it, for it to be like that. I really don't know. Um, but I did actually see this morning in uh, Corriere dello Sport that... Um, they they said that Ancelotti, uh, if he if he loses to Torino, that he could well hand his notice in not not for immediately, but that is to say he'll leave at the end of the season. Which I thought was a bit strange because why would one result right at the beginning make you do that? But um, it, it's it's probably blown out of proportion by the paper, but it does tell you that things aren't working as they should at Napoli if there's already talk of Ancelotti leaving. We all thought he was one of, I mean, if you're talking about just pure replacements for Sarri, I don't think you could have done any better than Ancelotti. I liked what they did in the summer. However, this season, I think something you, Nima, and myself have all mentioned was just sort of a lack of balance uh, we liked how they brought in Manolas. I am quoted on here as saying they would be one of the best pairings in all of Europe. Uh, that hasn't been the case. <laughs> so, I wonder what I wonder what he's frustrated with. They've, in my opinion, I think they've invested well in the market. It's not like it's not like Napoli or an English side. They're they're not going to be spending one hundred fifty million euros net. net. No. In a summer, um, but they brought in Chucky Lonzano, who I think has been pretty impressive. They've got very nice depth, particularly in attack. What do you? What could you possibly think this could be? Because it's it's very odd. It is. It is odd. It's hard to really see what what's going wrong. Whether 
whether they're not happy with Ancelotti's results or whether he's not happy uh, continuing there. I don't know. I mean, we don't know for sure. No, nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors, which is why these funny things kind of happen and we don't expect them. And then they make us look silly after our preseason predictions. Um, but, yeah, I think that he needs to do well in a, at least in a cup competition. Otherwise, they have totally, totally regressed after Sari and they... Um, you know they need they they needed to at least maintain their level after he left and and they they haven't they haven't really done that so um maybe maybe it's just not the right fit i you know i just it's it's difficult to say because like you said they did have a good summer and they have got a pretty decent squad it it makes you wonder if it's time to just for them to just cut the losses and start again and say uh, it was difficult to get the team working after Sari left, so we're going to just wipe the slate clean and go for something different. I don't know. Very, very strange. Very strange. Um, again, we we all we all thought that this would be the year for them. You you had the right manager in place. It appeared at least you had incredible attacking prowess. You brought in a very worthy central defender to replace Albiol. It's just very strange that this is getting brought up now, the first week of October. The timing just seems very odd. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make yeah. of it. So um, that's where we're going to leave it. Those are our predictions for the for the weekend match day. As always, thank you so much for listening. And again, if you want to get the full slate of betting tips from Match Edge, you can go to the Com. And again, the cost is £8.50 per month. And you don't just get access to the City Eye. You get access to all the big leagues in Europe, the six big leagues. So we will be back after the match day to review the performances, the results. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.